Berkshire Football Stories podcast is sponsored by the Curious Academy, a skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills bootcamp and data analytics training in Reading. The Curious Academy is all about you and creating positive outcomes, whether that is finding a career, starting a business or just walking away feeling much more confident about life. Their programs are designed for people who have lost their way a bit and are looking to change their futures, maybe rebuild their confidence or be pushed slightly out of their comfort zone in a safe and friendly environment. Group sizes are small to ensure everyone has an opportunity to get involved. The Curious Academy delivers inspirational and fun programs designed to help people wanting to improve their skills, whatever their background. You can find out more at www.thecuriousacademy.co.uk. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by Ticket Pass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Hi everybody. I am. I have the pleasure this morning of Ascot United manager Jamie Tompkins, Wembley bound Jamie Tompkins. Jamie, how are you? Hi Tom. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming on. It's uh, it's uh, it's a bit of an honour. You're going to be on TV on the weekend, so we got there first. Yeah, of course. That's it. You've got to look after your locals first, right? <laughs> some, it's, yeah, something like that. You know, it's 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 fine. We're all we're all friends. It's all for the good of, of football in in uh, in the local area. So. Um, it, it's that's that's what we that's what we're here for, isn't it? To to try and to try and make sure that, that football is a is a proper good thing. And it just so happens that the team you're involved with has has had quite a good season, really. Yeah, it's been a great season. Yeah, brilliant. You know, it, I think uh, you know, obviously at the start of the season, you, you make your plans and you have your aspirations and ambitions. And um, fortunately for us, we've uh, you know, we've we've gone on a, a really good journey to to get to where we've got to now, which was the end result being a promotion and um, champions of, of the league, over 100 points. And um, of course, that that uh, that cup run that's led us to Wembley. So, you know, amazing achievement by everybody to get to the FA Vars final. So, yeah, brilliant year. Because I and, and Jamie, obviously, we've we've spoken quite a few times. Um, you know, we 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 chat chat here and there about about different things. But I guess one one thing that's sort of always curious about me. One thing that I'm always curious about, especially at the start of the season, having having been involved in Sunday League teams and, and stuff like that, you never know what opposition you're going to come up against, do you? During the season, there's there's no like there's no there's no Premier League um, video 24 hour news service showing you the players training from all these different teams who they're getting in. You know, there's no there's no Wikipedia of who that guy is and that guy is. It's in the end, it's it's eleven people turn up on a on a Saturday or a Tuesday yeah. night. You never know, do you? No, you never know. Um, it's uh, there's so much that goes on in the off season. Um, you know, lots of uh, coming and goings between each club, and of course, teams will make their announcements on social media and you kind of get a gist <laughs> of, uh, sort of where where their season is heading from there. Um, there's always the ones that go early, and there's ones that leave it late. When there's a few changes, when you know, step two, step three, step four clubs release their players or or whatnot. So it's always difficult to really judge 
uh, opposition and, and and find out you know what their strengths are and areas that you can you can really uh, exploit. But that means that the start of the season is really busy because that's just a lot of time going out and watching as many games as you can, just trying to build up that knowledge and understanding of other teams and um yeah we don't always get it right but you, we just try our best just to try and learn as much as we can early on um and then you know the form kicks in at the start of the season who does well in the fa cup who does well in the fa bars or fa trophy um and then there you kind of can then start to separate the season into sort of three sections you've always got that early part where you've got um you know the fa cup teams the fa bars trophy teams once teams are out of that, what does it look like then from then until Christmas? And if they're in the hunt for promotion then um, or not, that then dictates what the rest of their team is for the rest of the season. So you kind of always go in three phases, really. So it, it's hard work throughout the whole year because the teams you're always up against are always mm. changing. Well, not all of them, but yeah. majority are always changing. So you've always got to learn. It, it's I, th- I think uh, it just, just sort of occurs to me that, that you've kind of had a bit of that yourself this season in that I don't like as as someone who who tries to cover the game and and, and us as a group here that try to cover the game locally you you've got you've had um you've had a, a lad called uh, Ian Davis who who people may well know over the years you know renowned goal scorer at, at sort of step 5 step so, 4 yeah. step 5 level La- last last couple of seasons you've had Harry Laughlin um you know has has absolutely made a name for himself and then and then this season, you've got neither of those two. Or certainly at the start of the season, you've got neither of those two. And you start with some lad called Brendan Matthew. Yeah, Brendan. No, no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> and Brendan, I don't mean that disrespectfully. Sorry. To, yeah. I don't mean to say no one people know who Brendan Matthew is. They certainly do now. But as as a as a as someone who tries to keep across things, I, I didn't know who he was. But he, you know, you know him now, don't you? Sorry, carry on, Jamie. Yeah, sorry. of course. Yeah. I mean, Brendan's been absolutely fantastic this year. You know, he's uh it's very close to scoring 50 goals this year. Um, it's been a, a yeah, an amazing year for him. But we first come across him when he was playing for Egham last year. And I knew he'd, I'd, I'd seen him play before at Hamwell Town. Um, so I, I knew I knew of him. And uh, when he when he joined Egham last year in the second half of the season, he was he was fantastic. And he played against us on the last day of the season um, uh, last year and and, and scored. Um, and, and caused a lot of a lot of problems for us. So, yeah, he he was someone that we really wanted to have a have a conversation with and, and try and, and and be part of what we've got going on because, you know, like like uh, Laffers and, and and Ian Davies as well, both brilliant um, players, great guys, and, and great finishes in the box. And the way we want to play as a team, it, we just want to give someone the opportunity to score goals in the box because we, we create a lot of chances we just need a goal scorer so we know that with someone who's really good finisher we can we can really um get the best out of them and um you know not not just brendan this year but marcus mealing as well mm. who's 20 goals uh as well um you know both yeah great strikers who've created a lot of chances for and they've played a massive part in our season and and that's kind of that, that, those are those are the names you hear about you know the, those but but obviously there, there's there's players throughout your team that have done 
have done the business, obviously from from the front to the back. You got you know you got Chris Ellis back. You got the famous Chris Ellis throwback, sort of uh, was it sort of halfway through the season. You, you know, there's obviously you've you, you had Jamie Ashdown at the start of the season. You managed to to cover for him with with an absolutely phenomenal keeper from from everything that you see and read. A lad, a lad playing National League South, and I suppose that was probably quite timely, really, that, that Reese became available because Slough got another another lad in as well. So it, it yeah. kind of fallen into place a little bit. It did. I think it was very unfortunate that Jamie Ashdown got the injury when he did because he was, again, phenomenal for us, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. I think the players really responded to his level of professionalism and experience. Um, you know, equally, the same Bolly Harris this year who, who picked yeah. up an injury earlier in our season, who, who started on fire this year and it was excellent. Um, but Reese came in at the right time for us. And I've known Reese for, for a long time now. I've known him since he was. 1718 um and i've been following his progress over the years um we, we initially got him in here a few years ago playing for our our development team our under 23s that's when that's when we um first got him in here but i, I knew him from uh, our work at brentford he was a part of our college program so the opportunity to to get him in um was a no-brainer for us because i know he's such a talented individual but also i know what he's like as a person so it wasn't a gamble for us it was someone i know that could really fit into the group and fit into the changing room and it was unfortunate that his, his chance at slough uh, at that time just wasn't there for him but we've got him in built his confidence up and he's been phenomenal and he's got himself a league winners medal and the opportunity to play at wembley stadium now so he's he's over the moon yeah, you, you certainly can't really knock that, can you? It's uh, it, it's it's been a it's been a rut, but but I, I suppose I guess this season everybody looking at it would probably say you know Ask Ask probably have been there or thereabouts all this all season. The, the title was probably only a matter of time. Um, I imagine you didn't feel like that necessarily all the time. No, no, I think um, we all know obviously what happened at COVID for us and uh, yeah. being top of the table then and, and close to promotion, but. Yeah, it's been really difficult, really uh, dealing with that since, and 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 trying to meet the expectations um, within the club and with the players on the pitch, and but also the opposition as well. I mm -hmm. think that following that that, that uh, COVID year, teams really stepped up against us, and we noticed that you know we, we had a lot of attention, we were doing well, and I think people felt that or clubs felt that you know, they could really get one up on us by, by getting results. So it was difficult that following year, but, you know, we really responded well this, this season. I think we, we just really work hard on trying to improve in all areas of the club, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch and just keep getting better all the time. I think that's just something that we want to want to do. Um, not just, uh, um, you know, the, the team's results and performances, but as individuals, as, as myself, as a, as a manager and as a coach, off the pitch, we always try to do things as, as well as we can. And I think this year we, we've just recruited um, brilliant people, brilliant players, and that's just contributed to a fantastic year. Um, it's great to really build on that. And along with the cup run, it's, it's really brought the whole club together at the moment. I think the atmosphere and positivity around the club is excellent. And we're just trying to keep building on that and building our fan base. And, um, you know, and, and, and the end result has been a, a day out of Wembley and we've yeah. got, you know, thousands of people coming to watch us and support us. It's, it's, it's amazing. That I remember talking to you at the time about that, that kind of season that, that was cancelled. And, and obviously, as you say, you were, 
you were you were top of the league and, and it was looking good. And then and then I think last season, um uh, I'm gonna get my seasons mixed up now, so so mm-hmm. so forgive me. But last season for, for Berkshire size in the combined counties league, certainly moving across, it was a bit of a bit of a bit of a tough, tough entry, wasn't it? I think I think and everybody seemed to to struggle a bit. No one was quite uh, and and then this season that we've had a little bit of a ding dong with yourselves and, and Reading City, um, and and we've had you know we've had Egham have been pushing so so it's it, whereas last season it was very much kind of more of a London London weight to the to the top of the division. I think I think this season it's do, do you feel like you learned from last season? Yeah, we definitely did. I think it was um, um, a lot of learnings, not just from ourselves but other opposition in the league. So. Hamworth Villa were were just, just you know above everybody else, and mm. to win the league unbeaten is, is an amazing achievement from them. And you know the likes of Southall, Egham, uh, North Greenford last year were, were great. So we just tried to learn as much as possible um, about our own team as well. We that previous season we only recruited three players, um, so we knew that we needed to inject a little bit more quality into the team, a bit more experience. Um, and that really just sort of changed the whole attitude of the club and and the, and and the team and the changing room, and it, yeah, it, it just meant that pre-season was absolutely buzzing, um, and we knew then we had a good group here that we could work with and try and get the best out of. So learnings definitely took place that year to help us improve and get better for this year, and the, the style of play and, and the way we want and what we want from our players hasn't changed. It's just that we're doing it with a lot more quality and consistency, um, which means we're scoring more goals, which is great. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's, yeah, a lot of learning's been had, and and what a year as well, you know, and like you say, Egham pushing this year, Redden City had a great year, probably above their expectations at the start, but absolute credit to to that whole group there and and the management there for getting uh, where they got to. Um, I know they fell away at the end, but they could be really proud of that year, uh, of this season. I'm sure they'll build on it for next year. It's uh, yeah. So it's obviously it's um, it's it's been yeah, as, as you say, it's been been a learning. It's been you've come into this, and then and then you get obviously you get to you, you top of, you've, you've taken the title. We go there, but but then we've got this this FA Vars run, which I suppose is what we're here to talk about. I've spent I bet the best part of about twelve minutes just meandering around the subject. I want to build a little bit of tension towards it. But what everybody will be saying uh, listening to this podcast, we go, Tom, are you going to talk to him about the FA Vars or what? Um, so well, don't we worry, about football, don't we? You know, yeah, that and that's. That's kind of that's kind of the point of this, and you know, it's it's a uh, it's just it's it's always I love talking to to the various different people people in football because you just get you get such different um, you get such different points of view you get uh, you get but but you also get just really great access. I mean, what what other what other places could 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 somebody like like me get access to to the manager of the first team that's that's going to go and play a Wembley final? You know, it just that kind of thing does. But but and that's why I think we probably love local football because everybody's part of it you can all have a have a part of it if you want as much or as little as you like absolutely and that's so it should be as well you know it is it, local football is for local people to enjoy and uh you know we've been very lucky with uh um yeah our support growing um over the year over the season and you know uh, people associated to other clubs have been really supportive as well um, as we've seen even this week, there's a lot of clubs that are really supporting us and yeah. 
you know, sharing the ticket details as well. It's, it's, it's great. It's, you know, even clubs in different counties, Badshot Lee, for goodness sake. That's, uh, you know, they're, they're not even in Berkshire. What's going on? <laughs> it's, but it's, it's great to see, you know, it's, uh, as you say, let's, 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 let's take the plunge and let's, let's talk about the VARs. And I, and I suppose the, the first question that I kind of, that comes to mind is, do you know, when did you, what, at what point did you start to think, you know, maybe, maybe we could? Um, good question. I think um, it was probably after the uh, the trip down to Devon when we played Buckland Athletic mm -hmm. because that that was a long trip uh, down uh, anyway, but it got postponed two times. Yes. Um, and I remember going down to watch him on the on the seventh of January. It was absolutely freezing cold, um, windy. Uh, I thought the, it was very close to being waterlogged, and I I travelled down the night before, so I was hoping it wasn't a wasted trip. <laughs> it was the only game on in their league, the only game on. So it was very lucky. And after that, um, I knew it was going to be a tough game. I thought they've got some really good players, good individuals, set up really well. Um, it's a great club, great good fan base there as well. Um, so I was a bit apprehensive about how we would compete down there. Um, and then having to yeah, postpone twice. But then on the day, we just performed into another level. We were absolutely fantastic. And the players nailed exactly what we wanted them to do. And some brilliant individual performances meant that we just totally dominated the game. And, you know, we scored, we, um, scored two good goals before half-time. Um, one just after half time could have been more uh, and we conceded in the 93rd minute so you know you look at that and go three nil away in the i think it was the fourth round of the bars yeah yeah that was that was a turning point for us that was a phenomenal performance and the journey was was home was excellent <laughs> did you um to, sort of talking about journeys and i suppose maybe we'll, we'll come on to this maybe with penalty shootouts as well did you did you look at anything that sort of binfield had done a few years earlier um, because there, there are there are obvious parallels between between what yourselves have achieved and what Binfield achieved that year. Um, not least the amount of away days, the penalty shootout wins, but also there's a I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, I, I found this out by accident a while back. 2008, 2009, the end of that season, um, Hellenic League Division One East Binfield finished top of Division One, and Ascot was second, and both got promoted. And I just think there's a nice little bit of symmetry there about how both clubs have gone on and will now both be playing step four. Did, was there anything you looked into that, or did you just sort of think we just got to do it our own way? Um, no, I mean I've definitely spoken to to Carl Withers anyway and, and Dodsey about their journey and how how they prepared for those away days and. I spoke to them about how they've uh, prepared for Wembley um, as well. I know it's slightly different circumstances, yeah. COVID, but um, yeah, I'm just trying to sort of yeah, take uh, those learnings away from them. But yeah, it's um, I, I suppose yeah, you know, go playing away it takes the pressure off completely. Um, you know, we'd like to have probably had a home draw, especially in the quarterfinals <laughs> or semi-finals, of course. But going away meant that pressure was off. It brought the, the whole team closer together. Uh, we had a, an overnight stay in Manchester as well, which mm -hmm. you, know, you can't buy these things really. You know, these these kind of things that just bring that squad together. Um, and and uh, yeah, they they just work so much harder for each other. And the end results are, have been progressing. But yeah, it, it's not easy. It's not easy at all going away. We, we went away to Newport um, mm. on the Isle of Wight. And they were top of their league 
Um, we've been away to, to Buckland, as we mentioned. We've been away to Bridgewater, who are top of their league at the time. Um, up to Manchester, we've got a thousand supporters there yeah. from uh, local supporters and making a really hostile environment. Um, overcome that and um, obviously the caution game away as well, which was a, a massive crowd there and they, they were doing really well in their league. Yeah. So, yeah, the pressure was off us, but it just meant that we could really just focus on what we needed to do to to win the game and the players have just performed onto another level. It's been, it's been amazing. The, uh, the, the, the trip to Manchester in, in particular, there was, there was a certain amount of, um, what, what should we call it? Social media fallout after yeah. that one. They, they, they were, it, it was really interesting because, because in the build up to it, I thought, oh, do you know what? This is, a, this is quite a nice club. This is, uh, and then for, for whatever reason, for, for, you know, they obviously, they lost the game, but, they, they just, you know, there was almost like it was almost kind of an ungracious defeat. They, they were looking for, you know, they were looking for holes in in Reese Forster's um, signing on to you guys. Um, come on, in the end, we we know we know the secretaries that work for the clubs around here. There's no way that anybody's stupid enough to make a make a mistake like that. But it was almost clutching at straws, and the and the and the way that the, the celebrations were were viewed. Um, what, what did you yeah. kind of make of all that? I mean, I mean, I presume you probably tried to just, you, you know, you want to turn your phone off and like, I'm not replying to any of this, but there must have been a temptation at times. Um, yeah, there's always a, a temptation <laughs> as with any other social media activity and noise that comes throughout the whole season, which we've had to put up with a lot of that this year. Um, but yeah, West Didsbury were as a club, officials, um, their management, their players were excellent. They, they were really gracious in defeat and they knew it was a tough game. It was a proper battle on that pitch. But yeah, sometimes just emotions for supporters when they think, no, they just, just boil over and yeah. suddenly they're, yeah, you just got to ignore it really. And I think we just, you know, we, we've done well to just try and hide away from, from that stuff and just enjoy it and celebrate and only control what we can control. So um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's what it's like, isn't it? It, it is. It is. And um, I, I obviously I, I listened to uh, I was listening to the commentary for the for the semi final um, on on online. It was done by by Rob Davis, one of our guys, and uh, and, a, and another chap called Keith on Live Sport FM. That, that, was, that was great. Listening to that was 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 fantastic. Just the the way that that, that came across that that everything that was going on and um, that is that. Does that sort of having having those kind of broadcasts? Does that make any difference? Does that or does that just make it feel more special? Um, it would. Well, it definitely builds up more and hypes up more for sure. Um, but not that we really uh, aware of it really because we're in our own little bubble. And we're preparing for the game. We obviously as soon as we're in the changing room, we'd have no access to social media and what's yeah. going on off the pitch. All we get to see and hear is is uh, everyone who's there. So. You know, it's just then it's just focusing on the game. Um, it's been brilliant to have all the build up and the excitement of it, of course. And all of our supporters have been very excited um, in the whole run up and, and this week, you know, really exciting, asking lots of questions, you know, who's playing, who's not playing, um, <laughs> you know, is everyone available? Is someone I keep getting, um, you know, uh, have you watched the opposition, all that kind of stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's great to have all that excitement, but. I think you know when it gets down to it. That's it. You just zone in on the game, don't you? You yeah. just you blank everything out and you focus because if you don't, then you get caught out and you will lose. But we've been fortunate enough to, to yeah, to, to dig in when we need to dig in and 
and deal with everything else around it and all the noise around it and and come through the other side winning so yeah just have to keep going and hopefully get over the line again on sunday well let, let's let's take this moment then to to look forward to sunday i've got a couple of sort of readers questions to to ask you kind of at the end there's only there's only a couple and um, so and none of them are, are i don't think any of them are particularly taxing i think you'll be able to to, to knock those mm-hmm. out of the park fairly straightforward but We'll, t- we'll talk about Sunday a little bit. Obviously, um, midday kick uh, just after midday kickoff. I think is it twelve twelve fifteen. Yeah. I, I'm there. I, I know when I'm getting there. I'm not entirely sure when kickoff is, but it's uh, it's on it's on BT Sports. People can, can tune in and watch if they aren't going. Um, and I know tickets are certainly still on sale. But obviously, in in the build up to it, um, you've obviously got some decisions to make on the day. There's there's going to be some players that are gonna that are gonna miss out. How how are you kind of mentally? I mean, you 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 have to have these conversations every week with players who aren't playing. But but this is obviously obviously the big one. How how are you steeling yourself to 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 deal with that? Yeah, this is one of those horrible parts of football management. But you you know you have to accept you got to do this if you want to be in this position. You have to enjoy all the good parts. Uh, as well as go through all the, the horrible stuff that, you know, you, you don't want to do. And, you know, uh, what what I try and do is is take the emotion out of it as much as I can and just try and focus on what I feel or our, our whole management team feel we need to, what we need to win the game. And then we can then start selecting our team and our formation, etc. And then it's just about being really honest with the players that are not involved and not starting the game, which is which is really, really hard. But I know that they just respect the honesty and appreciate that as well. I think they'd much rather be told in person and the reasons why rather than, you know, finding out um, on the day that they're not starting or not involved. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be really difficult, but... What I do say is anyone who's not starting, they're, they're going to have more of a part to play towards the end of the game and make a, and have an opportunity to make a real impact. You know, So it's about them just getting their mindset right. And if we do tell them early and, and tell them um, they're not starting or, or not involved, then it, it gives them a chance to mentally prepare for that. So then the ownership is on them to be able to bring the right attitude and the right approach to, to, to the game. And, and they, they do have a massive part to play because... They're, they're going to be the, the you know the, the the players that are starting their biggest supporters and getting them ready. Mm. Also knowing they could come on the pitch and join them and, and potentially win us the game. So yeah, yeah, difficult, very very difficult. But this is football management. You have to do it. Um, much as I don't want to, but I have to. And um, but I know they they really appreciate it and they know that we've 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 got it right so far. Mm. And I think they can really respect that. Thanks, James, for your, for your honesty on that. And I, I, as as someone who has has managed one cup final in his life, I I, I just I, I know how hard I found it, and uh, it's it's a, just an interesting it's an interesting thing to kind of have to have to go go through because it's it's that sort of yeah like everybody's thinking about this big day, and then and then but actually there's going to be three four lads maybe who who aren't going to be going to be kind of even considered to be on the pitch, which it makes me think that actually you should just be able to have your whole squad. The benches are big enough at Wembley. Just have the whole. You can have the whole squad. You can pick from them all. That seems that seems fair. It's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, those that aren't in the squad can still be on the bench with us right. and, and good, still good. join the warm up. So that's yeah. You know, there's there's still some level of experience there that they get to to enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and 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 let's face it, these days a Berkshire side in a in a final at Wembley is not unusual. Um, I think this is the third one in in five years, and if we extend it to Bucks as well with Newport Pagnell, it's it's becoming a regularity. So so you know from going from a once in a lifetime opportunity when when Thatcham did it to now, well actually it's kind of every other season. It's fine. Um, you just got to pick the right team at the start of the season, I guess. Um, what let's talk about Newport Pagnell because they they won it last year. They they haven't won there unless unless they very. Went on a very late run and won their division. I haven't actually checked. I confess, but um, that you know they're they're a good side. They've they've clearly they've come through the semi-finals and the quarter-finals, winning penalty shootouts like like you guys did. Um, what what do you know about them? And what and obviously you know let's not reveal the big secrets. But mm-hmm. but you know what what do you know about Newport Pagnell Town? Because I know absolutely nothing except for the fact they play in green. <laughs> um, well, what we do know is obviously they're the holders, um, yeah. which gives them a, an advantage having that whole experience at Wembley and, and winning at Wembley um, puts them in front of us. Um, I do know they have a really strong fan base. Um, I know they're going to have a lot of lot of support on the day and making a lot of noise. Um, but like with any game, we've just tried to do our research and, and, and just try to prepare as much as possible. But we know they've got two great strikers in their team. Um, and I think for us, we have to really work on limiting their chances in the game. Um, but they've got quality all over the pitch. It's not just their two strikers. They, they don't get to a final for having a, an average team. They, you know, they've got a really, really good good group of players that have done it before. So, you know, they, they, they have talent on and threat all over the pitch. And, you know, it goes right back to their goalkeeper who... You know his distribution is as, as a goalkeeper is uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So it's going to be a, a very, very, very tough game for us. Very, very tough. But um, but look, uh, we we've done it before. We've we've played away and against tough teams, and we've overcome that. We've overcome it by going one nil down and coming back to win many times this year. So we've got a group that will will just uh, front up to any challenge, and never give up as well and that's what's so good about this squad they'll never give up so they'll run their hearts out on sunday this uh it, it's it's just I, i'm i'm fascinated to see how this one goes because you've got you know you've, you've got your side who i've seen a couple of times this season who as you say you know they know they, they never they, they never give up and, and i've seen that in in person but but then then we've also got newport pagano who've done this before and like this is basically just you know, another day at the office for them. It'll be a fascinating, uh, fascinating matchup, and and I'm really looking forward to to seeing what happens. And um, just out of interest, uh, do do you guys stay around for the for the FA Trophy final, or just go home? Um, I, I think the plan is to <laughs> to to go um, back to the club afterwards. I think uh, <laughs> and, and either uh, drown our sorrows or or really go and celebrate. But I think regardless, it's about celebrating afterwards. What a fantastic season we've had. Yeah. Of course, we've got we've got to the final. Of course, we want to go and win it. Absolutely, and we're going to do everything we can to do that. Um, but regardless, it's about celebrating a great year. We've won promotion, which was our ultimate goal. We've won the league, and um, the whole atmosphere and positivity around the club is so good that we just need to celebrate that afterwards. And we've we've got to Wembley. We've put our club on the on the map nationally, and people really know about us now. And that's going to be only beneficial for us moving forwards in the future as we move into to step four and obviously the Isthmian League now. So um, 
it's exciting times and we want to make sure we recognise that whole effort uh, after the game back at the club. And, and oh, so we just maybe just so that that's that's FA FA Vars chat sort of just capped off. If we just sort of quickly look at a couple of questions I've got. Having said that's FA Vars chat. The first question is uh, from from James Ingle: How many is Louis Bowers going to score on Sunday? Now, of course, who knows? But uh, that, that was the yeah, question. Well, Louis's been famous for scoring some really important goals for us uh, over the years. Um, you know, obviously the the, the penalty he scored against Wickham Wanderers last year. Um, at home in front of a, a record crowd. Um, he's also come up with some really big, important goals over the, over the years since he's been with us. But yeah, we'll see what happens. But he's a he's a brilliant captain, brilliant club captain. Um, you couldn't ask for a better one. He's absolutely fantastic. So you know he, he deserves the day at, at Wembley and uh, as much as every, just as more important as anyone else. But um, yeah, in terms of goals, let's let's see. And um, this this one just alludes a little bit more to sort of towards next season. If you've if you've given yourself half a chance to think about sort of what next season might entail, and th- this is assuming, of course, that you've decided to stay uh, as Ascot manager next season. Because I'm no, I am seeing a couple of clubs say, "Yeah, well, we're staying," but but obviously you've got you've got bigger bigger fish to fry at the moment. So so let's assume for the time being that that, that Jamie Tompkins is Ascot United manager uh, next season. Well, I can give you an exclusive. Oh, go on then. And I can tell you that I am going to stay at the club. So. Which I'm very excited about. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. So uh, no, we've achieved everything we wanted to so far, and obviously we've got to the Vars Vars final, and it's about continuing the good work we've done uh, this year, and 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 looking to do that uh, and carry on next year, which will be yeah, really tough, really mm. tough. Four football, Isthmian, South Central Division. We've got some really big clubs in there. We're going to relish the opportunity, and it's exciting. It really is. Um, you know, we're going to go to some great grounds, uh, play against some big clubs. Um, as we know, Met Police have come down as well unexpectedly. Yeah. That's a big club, and likes Leatherheads, who will be no doubt pushing for that title next year. Um, and obviously, some more local games as well, mm. Binfield and, and Chertsey. Um, that will be really exciting games. So, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I don't think. Um, uh, it's going to be as uh, uh, as comfortable or as um, successful in terms of how many goals we scored and how many points we've won. But we're going to give it absolutely everything we've got to, to to finish high up that table as possible. We've got a really good group and a really strong togetherness. That's going to get us in a really good position anyway. Um, if we can keep our consistency, then we'll just see where it takes us. I think that basically answers all the questions that ballon dude 2022 sent so that so that just about right. covers that um i know obviously the, the he also points out the the relegate the number of relegation places is increasing from that division as well um which obviously makes things even you know no team is too big to go down you saw tooting and mitchum have gone down for i think only the they'll, they'll not be playing in the Isthmian league i think the first time in about 60 years or or something like that so yeah. it, as you say it's a it's a tough environment and you've got to get your head around it yeah, we definitely need to. It's going to be tough. Um, four relegation spots is going to be, uh, yeah, it will be very nervy for a lot of clubs. Um, I hope we're not one of those clubs. Um, I, I believe and back the players that they won't be in that position. But you never know. I think if we get off to a good start, then, you know, it's, let's just see what happens. But it, it's going to be so competitive, as we've mm-hmm. seen this year in that, in that division. Um, apart from probably Basingstoke and, and Walton and Hirsch, and we, we ran away with it. The rest of them were really competitive. 
Um, I, I believe one of the teams in there uh, who got in the playoffs this year have lost 15 league games. So that will tell you just how competitive it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it will be exciting. And I, th- I think uh, I think if I remember rightly, Binfield beat Basingstoke 4-0 at the start of the season. So, as, as you say, it's... Uh... It's, uh, it was all over the place. So, yeah. Um, Jamie, thanks thanks very much for your time today. Um, anything you wanted to say just to, to the Ascot fans who are coming to Wembley on, on Sunday? Oh, thank you, first and foremost. It's an amazing turnout. I think we've got um, at least 4,000 supporters uh, travelling down on uh, on coaches from the club, uh, whether it's from you know train or driving down, whatever it might be. It's an amazing effort and... It's going to be so good to see them all there and creating that yellow wall at Wembley. I know there's been a lot of supporters that have bought shirts, replica shirts Mm. and scarves and hats. And, um, you know, it's going to be an amazing day uh, regardless. Um, We can't wait to see them. We're going to uh, hopefully hear them loud and proud singing and and dancing on the side when we're scoring goals, hopefully. Um, But also, yeah, an amazing day just for the players to experience that kind of atmosphere on that stage and they're going to absolutely thrive and perform at their very best um and we will work very hard to lift that trophy afterwards jamie tomkins thank you very much for your time thank you very much i really appreciate the coverage and everything you do just for local football not just for brasco united but all local football is absolutely amazing brilliant work so thanks very much as always Thanks, man. I'm glad I didn't hit the end record then. Uh, <laughs> that's lovely. Cheers. <laughs> this episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Tom Canning and featured special guest Jamie Tom. Produced by Tom Canning. Our theme music is called Space Camp and is from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading Ukulele Band Rocket Kings, who you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, and www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by TicketPass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills boot camps and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk.